This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson. with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Seiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Good. Some of us are appearing from the mist, it seems. That's right. Very yes. good. Thank you. <laughs> very, very foggy in Oshkosh, Wisconsin tonight. Yeah, we're <laughs> oh, yeah. goddamn weather. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it happens when you uh, get that fucking like upper chill from the Michigans, right? That's right. So, uh, yeah, that's always that. Just heading south. Anyway, uh, yeah. How have uh, how've you guys been the last week? Ryan, it's been a couple of weeks, but... Oh my uh, god, I had COVID. I had COVID and so many other fucking things happen. Like, partner gets COVID, and then like halfway through that, then I get the COVID. So I'm trying to avoid... We're avoiding each other for nearly like two weeks. It was just awful. I got to sleep inside my walk-in closet just to like... That's the quarantine in a small apartment. And that was fun, actually, for a little while. And then you realize you're 33 and your back is not what it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. Um, yeah. Had an well, interesting... Glad everybody's... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, glad everybody's healthy again. And uh, For yeah. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I was just going to mention, I and we, didn't, we were chatting before we recorded, I didn't bring this up, but... Uh, I've learned that I um, suddenly care a lot more than I expected to about third graders playing basketball at the YMCA. <laughs> ah, yes. I, I knew you uh, were had um, a new role in, in yeah. life as um, <laughs> you start becoming a sports parent. Like, what have yeah, I become? Um, it's like an Anakin every Skywalker. Every Saturday, ball. every Saturday, we go and we coach the game. Uh, you know, for for the team that that we're working with, and every Saturday we come home, just pissed off, <laughs> so <laughs> fucking pissed off, because it's just like, um, I, I, it's not just I'm pissed that we lost. It's I'm not pissed because like oh they totally threw that last quarter away. I'm pissed that I care. <laughs> I'm pissed <laughs> that I give. God damn it! Like <laughs> I why I'm mad that I'm mad. <laughs> Uh, I always said I wasn't this guy, and I actually am just this guy after all. Because so. it's like, ah, whatever. They, And, and I, I hate to quote the show short. Well, I actually have no problem quoting the show short as you, but just hate to quote someone else. But uh, it's not that these kids don't want to win. It's that they don't hate losing. <laughs> That's the difference. They don't hate to lose uh, enough yet. So, But no, it, that's been a... That's, that's been taking up more time than I expected to. And you know, every Saturday, we're driving home from the game going, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I'm never, <laughs> ever doing this again. Yeah. It is like, saw... the, the, the phrase hurting cats, no, does not even come close to describing it. Hurting <laughs> cats is like coaching third-grade basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine, especially with basketball. 
man, it's uh, I I substitute coached a couple times, maybe once or twice for uh, my kids. Uh, both kids are on a t-ball team, and yeah, it's um, and and just watching what watching the coaches, I was not really envious of that position. So, <laughs> so. no. It, it, See, I have, have a, a, I have, a, I break out in hives around sports, so I can't even be near them. So I, I envy you guys. Yeah, yeah, you should, you totally oh, should, because yeah. it's such misery <laughs> at my end. <laughs> but I've never been somebody who like memorizes stats, no, or yeah, me neither. Really keeps track of how a team's doing. I just am not. That's that's not where I focus my minutia brain at for details i'm just not a stats person at all like there's people that are like that with like uh like our hobbies like music and movies and stuff and they're yeah. just all into like the numbers of oh the box office and this and that i'm just, it's not they don't not matter yeah yeah they don't yeah, really don't, matter to be honest <laughs> i grew up with those like games like i grew up you know as like a preteen in the fucking early 2000s where so many like new games that were coming out for like kids and shit like you had characters that had stats and shit and that shit never fucking mattered. Your Beyblade doesn't, like, have that much straight... Whatever, that fucking arbitrary... It's a fucking top <laughs> that's spinning. It doesn't matter. Like, you fucking win or you lose. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, all stats are just made up. <laughs> like, you really... Well... You're someone uh, at a young age invest in that and realize the lie. And, and uh, I'll be honest, I think that's one of the things early on, before I had played it and somebody, but somebody tried to explain it to me, that was something that turned me off of RPGs. In the 80s and 90s, was like, wait, stats? I, nah, I don't want to get into all that. That's that's where actually stats make a difference as an RPG, and it totally does. And it totally, <laughs> yeah. that's where the math matters. <laughs> that's where yeah, I was going to say. So I just went on the rant about not being a stats person, but was totally into, yeah, playing tabletop. That's how RPG, they trick you. But you know what? Stats you you there, care but... about your own character's stats. It's not yeah, an entire right. team. It's not a bunch of different players. You're not care. You don't care what the other stats are much. Maybe you do for some of the people on your campaign, but you're not going to memorize them. I was going to say, speaking of things that you used to do when you were a kid and haven't done in a long time, that's kind of what uh, yeah. my relationship with this movie has been. So, And we did watch a movie, you know. Yeah. We, just, we didn't change this to the video sports card podcast. I don't know. I'm, anyway. Uh, I'm looking at your so. stats. I'm going to have to make some adjustments, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we watched uh, 1986's Flight of the Navigator. David, what time did you enter the woods? Around 8 o'clock. Then what happened? Then I reached this cliff. It's transmitting an alpha waves with complex frequency patterns in them. I, I know I fell. 1986, man. Eight years since that night. This is totally rad. I mean, you're my big little brother. I think we should take a look at this. Where did this come from? From the mind of a 12-year-old boy. He's hurt. He's calling me. His voice keeps calling. Saying something over and over and over. I 
Theodore. You have the information I require to complete my mission. I have been sent from Phelan to borrow samples of light from different galaxies for study. On this planet, I chose you. Why me? Why not? Starring Joey Kramer as uh, 12-year-old David Freeman, um, Veronica Cartwright, uh, Cliff DeYoung, a young Sarah Jessica Parker in an early role, and of course, the one and only Paul Rubens as the voice of Max, the spaceship in this movie. So credited as Paul tell, Mall. Paul Mall, yeah, is yeah. how he's credited, which is great. Which threw That's me right. off because I'm so. like, God, who's this person doing this fucking weird ass like? <laughs> peewee herman accent i even have it in my it's notes like, and then after a oh, while wait, I'm like, i it's, think it's this Pee-wee is herman. paul rubens and i looked at like no it's paul mall but wait a minute looked up like oh shit yeah it, so it, it took me a minute too there, but <laughs> um it's funny because like uh, let's i guess let's start at, yeah, at the beginning of this and uh get you a quick synopsis of the movie uh 1978 disney adventure tells you tells the story of a 12 year old david who lives with his family in fort lauderdale florida when he awakens from being accidentally knocked out in the forest near his home he finds that eight years have passed his family is overjoyed to have him back but just as perplexed as he is with the fact that he hasn't aged when a nasa scientist discovers a ufo nearby david gets the chance to unravel the mystery and recover the life he lost so um, More or less. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, what is your history with this one? Have you guys seen Flight of the Navigator before? Or is it one that you uh, remember from back? I I remember the box at the video store. Probably posters. I remember it was a movie people were... People had... You know, I had heard somebody mention. Like, but remember, 1986 when this came out, I would have been five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not like really, really online yet, usually. So right. this is like somewhere deep in the gray matter. I don't, I it, it, at 41 now, I don't recall ever hearing anybody like go on about Flight of the Navigator. I've never talked to anybody about Flight of the Navigator. I don't know anybody prior to tonight who has said, yes, I have seen Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> so today was the first time I ever watched this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. This I, was a total first time for me. This hmm, okay. this was actually a total first time for me too. Because I the only thing I really I know that Flight of the Navigator existed. I know that it was a cult classic for certain people who like when Disney did sci-fi. Apparently, not as he- like what Joe was saying. Not very heavy. Like no one in my friend group fucking ever bothered with it. It's just a thing that I've like heard other people like on youtube who are older talk about something briefly like a primarily like a reference but it's primarily like what kind of things would you when you were a kid did you want and like the ship from flight of the navigator was one of them and i'm like i have no idea what that was i was more of an explorers type of film goer (laughs) myself personally and again that was my late teens but with this 
Like, I had no idea. Like, when the twist, that it was actually a legit twist for me, I did not know, like, oh, shit. It goes into a territory where he missed eight years. Like, this is an interesting concept. I wonder how far... Oh, not that far. Okay. Um, but, no, it was one of those things where it's just like... I was like, oh, shit, did not see that coming. Um, yeah. And I have I have some notes on that intro, actually, <laughs> because of that. Not knowing what the twist was going to be happening. Yeah. So. Well, luckily, I guess, uh, for both of you who said you've never met somebody, I am one of those people that saw this movie somebody. a mm-hmm. bunch of times when I was a kid. I think our local library had this on Probably, VHS. yeah. Uh, I think that's where I was getting it. Um, but, yeah, it's one I checked out, like, many times and saw, like, to the point of it was... I couldn't have told you a whole lot about this, like, from my memory, but once I started watching it, it was, like, just kind of all, like, flooded back, like, even, like shot sequences so i had to have seen this thing a bunch of times growing up um yeah it was it was a favorite for like a short period of time and then i never watched it again so it's kind of an interesting like coming back to it um and yeah yeah it, uh, i'm one of those people that saw and really enjoyed for the navigator i i just i remember the like, <laughs> i yep the library sounds right but you know, even at a video store, uh, I remember seeing the box of like, oh, there's a little little boy, and now I know it's the Puck Marin, this little alien thing <laughs> on his shoulder with these like, oh, big eyes and a smile, and I'm like, okay, I, I don't need some kid Disney, and the big Disney logo on it. I'm like, ah, I don't yep, need to see yep. some Disney movie with some kid in a talking Muppet or whatever, you know. I'm gonna throw this in the pile with the computer that wore sneakers or whatever. The yeah, fuck it is. <laughs> turns out the Daryl, to be honest, the is another one. So. I've never seen Daryl, um, yeah. but so yeah, this uh, I was I was surprised so, that this one dragged me in pretty quick. And uh, Ryan, to your to your point, it was the yeah. bizarre missing kid not aging eight years thing. It was like, oh, I'm okay. Where are they I, going with this? I can remember the beginning of the film, and the way it sets up is, uh, you know, um, David is going to get his little brother from from somewhere, and the little brother jumps out and scares him in the woods, something, he falls down, hits his head on something, and then wakes up, thinking he's just chasing his kid brother back home moments later. Turns out eight years have passed. Yeah, and the home and he goes back to is... It's not his home anymore. His parents are gone. I remember this being, like, watching this as a kid younger than what this character was. Um, this being a fairly, like... That's a horrifying concept. Yeah, yeah, like a scary bit of a, like, kind of traumatizing bit of the movie. Uh, and it, it obviously it lightens up a lot as it goes on, but it's uh, it's kind of scary. And it's, it's actually pretty well done um, to the point where it's not, like... Like, like, it's actually played for being suspenseful and, and scary there for a little bit in the beginning, so. Yeah. Like, um, that first part of it, and that's where, some, that's where a lot of my notes actually come from, is, like, I have down here... First off, there's... First ten minutes is constant UFO cock teaser. I was... Yep, I was meant... I, was, I have that <laughs> yes, in my note, too. That is... Like, I love a shot that. of, like, anything that kind of looks like a UFO. Anything. Is, oh, yeah. Constant. Like, right... The first thing you see... And, like, frisbee. that... That's a frisbee. <laughs> and it is a legit frisbee. And then there's the fucking, like, train. There's the goddamn, like... The water tower. There's the blimp. But they they shoot it. It's not like... They just shoot it. It's like, oh, something's gonna happen. Blimp. 
oh, what's that? Water tower. I'm like, oh my god, like, you've done so many, and it's, like, not even within the first I, ten minutes. I wonder And then when why. there's an actual UFO and he hits his head, like, when there should have been a UFO, well, we don't see it. We don't Nothing. see it until later. <laughs> I, I yeah. was wondering why they did that, because I noticed, like, wow, I have a note, like, there's a lot of, like, UFO, are they, aren't they shots. <laughs> and then... I think because this movie was pretty cutting edge when it came out for its visual well, It was one effects. of the first to use the uh, CGI. It, yeah. It's... Yeah, one of the first. It's, I don't know, to me, by, by the end of it, where I saw, like, you know, not only where they're going, but where they went, looking back at the little UFO tease things at the beginning is almost like, oh, you want to see something? You think that's a UFO? You think this is our UFO? No, this We're is gonna our give UFO. you a chrome version of that turd from Joe Dirt. <laughs> but it's gonna have gloopy gloop stairs and this new computer animation and yeah, yeah. it it voiced can, by Paul Rubens. I think they were yeah, voiced by Pee Wee Herman, which just, that that's when I was like sold. I'm on board. <laughs> this is where the oh my god, this is where his playhouse comes from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, the playhouse is actually just a, It's the ship. It just took cuz it can shapeshift, right? So it's like Yeah. Yeah, uh, it all makes oh, sense blue, now. Blue minds. I do yeah. so I do have a thing so. that I have to and I felt bad for writing this down in my notes cuz I did not know where the story was going to go. But uh mind you, I I didn't know the the date either. I went uh of course it has the classic shitty airy 80s parent tin followed with the shitty 80s younger sibling who is just, like, painfully, torturingly fucking annoying as all hell, and the parents going, like, well, you're the oldest, like, just completely ignoring the conflict, right. like, you deal with it, or even, like, oh, hey, your eight-year-old little brother uh, is now leaving, can you, my 12-year-old son, just go in the dark woods and grab him? Like, you're yeah. the fucking parent! You fucking do it! Then find out, like, <laughs> oh, it's 77. And then not only that, like... He's lost for eight years. I'm like, oh, shit. I bet they had this same fucking thought for the last eight years how they fucked up his parents. Never mind. Mm -hmm. they, that fucking paid off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. oh, did not know that was going to happen. Well, the fact, like, they do actually develop. The, the parents are actually pretty good for 80s movie parents. They end yeah. up being pretty uh, pretty okay parents. Um, and, yeah, they probably torture themselves over that decision for, Oh. yeah. But that's the thing, years, like, uh... parents legitly did that. This wasn't, like, a lie. <laughs> like... Right, no, no, like, that was a thing. Like, go get your brother. Like... It's like, you're sending out your spare. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing? You're gonna lose all your fucking, so... like, your progeny in one go. Yeah. <laughs> and you so, did! So, yeah, David wakes up, comes back, or he, he comes home, moment, what he feels is moments later, there's not, <laughs> there's not a, uh, somebody else lives in his, in his house. Uh, is the first the first clue, and then uh, he. Oh, the old lady. It? Yeah, the old lady who's just like, "What's this fucking scared kid in the middle of the night doing outside my place? I don't want to deal with this." And then later, like, clicks like, "Oh, maybe I should help help him." He's yeah, so the, the the old couple <laughs> that he runs into when he like think when he goes home, right? Um, mm -hmm. Their reactions are just disappointing a little bit in both ways you've got the old lady who's just kind of mean, too like different yeah just, yeah and the old man who like just 
All of a sudden, a little... this random little boy runs into your room, and you turn like, what's the matter, son? I'm like, yeah, it's a little yeah, creepy. L- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's a little too comfortable with this scenario. Yeah. He's not nearly as surprised silks, as he should be like... that a, like a 12-year-old boy just ran into his bedroom or into, his, his, into his smoking his study or whatever. He's got his like, Hugh Hefner yeah. fucking robe on and shit. Well, like, hey, yeah. son, what's wrong? He just kind of turns oh, God, like, well, no. hi. <laughs> there's a restraining order here that is being violated. There's there's a court order being violated here. This man is on a list, guaranteed. <laughs> but it's an effective sequence, though. Like the, Because I, I loved how they did it, too. It's, it's not really a strong implication that, like, there's been a huge passage of time. When he when he falls in the no, woods. they don't even let let you know what like what the year is until after when he's getting questioned, which was like clever. Again, why I have in my notes I, I, shitty. Well, air well, what I mean is like even when he's in the woods and he's running, oh, and yeah, he falls. Yeah. They don't do like a like a, a weird transition. To me, it felt like yeah, hey, he fell, and he got back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was like a weird clip where like the sound of the train stopped, like abruptly just disappeared. Out of nowhere, but yeah, the clip seems but like it's it's, it's not like a long fade or anything no, like that. No, it's like eerily nope. instant. No, I think they do a good I, job it, of it's, keeping it's you as the audience yeah. in in the same kind of mindset as, yeah. as David of not really knowing what's going on. When... Like something seems off, but not enough to really trigger any alarms at that moment. Yeah, no, yep. sets the like tone. Um, yeah. That yeah, was that was when he eventually gets back to his parents, and there's there's some legitimate shock, like you know, oh, that they yeah. look older and so old, like that saying. weird zoom in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and... well, he's actually like can't wait to see them, and then when he sees them, that step like that, he steps back a bit, like yeah. Oh. Well, and, and the way he he asks him what what happened to you, yeah, it's like a oof. That's a. That's a hard question, kid. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, well, especially man. eight years of, you know, your kid just went missing off with no trace yeah. in the we woods entered one the, night. Kind of we like, entered the 80s. We started having something called crack cocaine. It's a hell of a time here in Fort Lauderdale. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where they are. They're in fucking Florida. It's like meth yeah. central. So. Yeah. Everything was fine until they opened up that goddamn Fuddruckers. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> so... So then, also concurrently to this, the same at the same moment when he is, you know, wakes up and and finds his parents again, um, there is a crashed UFO. Well, not really crashed, but a UFO landing that NASA has has uh, contained and um, like brought hit, the ship it, into their research center in in Florida as well. But they uh, said that they they hit a power line, but they never actually show it. I do have I do have a bit that I do think is funny. Like when when they have like what looks like a cop cor- car pull up to that scene, and it just says NASA, but it has like the blue siren. I'm like, I don't think so- NASA has that. I don't think that's a thing that NASA does. I no, don't think that they're think that NASA milit- has n- NASA like, cops. I don't think there's NASA cops. I don't think there's NASA detectives. Uh, if I understand NASA correctly, I don't think this is how NASA NASA's. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't think, think the there's US a NASA geological F- survey gets to put sirens on their car. <laughs> yeah, like that's what my because like, that's the thing. In a, 
in the science community, yeah. if one group of scientists is getting sirens, the rest of them are going to want fucking sirens, too. Yeah, well, now you can do it. Put put yeah. that on your car, and if someone there says they gave you the authority, be like, well, yeah. NASA did it in that movie. <laughs> Get, like, an amber color fucking siren on top of, and put, like, the dinosaur decal. Like Jurassic Park style, yeah. And fucking just get a jeep. There we'll it is. Call official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to find dead ge- bodies. Fused a geological rocks. emergency. <laughs> I did have a, so. an InGen sticker on my uh, Toyota Rav4 for a while. I had of like a, all a the Jurassic things that Park somebody lo- chooses a Jurassic Park a logo, but it was it was it didn't say Jurassic Park. It was just like the T Rex and the circle logo, and then on the back it said InGen. So mm. it was I don't know. <laughs> You chose was, the evil geneticist. That's an interesting power play <laughs> as, a, as a paleontologist. Yeah, I wanted it to look official. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it looked just as good so, as the NASA thing. I do I, actually, I, there is a guy in my neighborhood, not my neighborhood, but in a neighborhood near me, who legitly has the Jurassic Park Jeep with the decal. Oh, yeah, I've parked. seen a couple of... Just I've, parked. There's a, that's a hobby thing with <laughs> nice. people. Is they, is. they design, they or they, they you know... Need more DeLoreans like that. I'm just saying. Yes, absolutely. That would be great to see. Mystery machines, Ecto ones, just decked out in the park in a random fucking like residential area. Just and Batmobiles. uh, We need more. We need more actual like street legal Batmobiles. And and navigator ships. And navigator. Well, I'm I'm segueing back in. And and NASA and NASA cars. And NASA. Um, That's what we need. So I do think I I did want to mention. I I think the. One of the things that just kind of made me roll my eyes when I was watching this, of course, the uh, the the evil NASA scientist is Doctor Faraday. I'm like, oh, for Christ! Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of very like there might as well be Disney moments, and that's definitely one of them. But Doctor Mister uh, Scientist, the, <laughs> the Doctor Scientists in this, uh, I actually like the way that they're characterized. And I thought the same thing with the parents in this. Like, there's not like a big like. A lot of 80s movies have a lot of paranoia about them. Like, the parents usually suck and are kind of evil and controlling and usually, like, big organizations. Like, think about the way the scientists are depicted in, like, E.T. or in, um, you know, other, other very yeah. similar movies like this. They, they don't really do that. And now the guy's I not mean, necessarily the nicest. they just do like nicest. kidnapping in this one. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> he's not necessarily the nicest guy in the world, but I, I don't think he actually means David any harm. Like, there's no, like big evil agenda going on here it's just they they have a legitimate scientific curiosity they want they 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 figure out there's a connection between david and the ship and they want to try to figure out what's going on yeah it does kind of turn into a little bit of a light kidnapping as you said uh when he decides to extend david's stay without anybody's permission but uh, and lie about it it's it's a straight up kidnapping it's yeah yeah, I mean, it shows that he's willing to keep a child from the parents, you know, uh, not not communicate, honestly. I agree, there's nothing there that says, oh, he's going to cut him up or anything, you know, uh, or horrible, like, to harm him. But he clearly views him but as, he, like, an asset, not a yeah, human. Yeah, he's still like willing to, to do that. So I, it feels still in line a bit with E.T. and, and stuff, you know, like, the... Isn't that like a lighter Coyote? version. Isn't that Peter yeah. Coyote in E.T. at the end? Um, yeah. You know, with the... He's not trying to harm anything. They're, just, they're invasive. That's kind of what it yeah. feels like in these 80s. I also think um, Short Circuit, you know? Like, oh, all yeah. of these yeah. big tech things. They're. It's not that they're trying to harm you, harm you necessarily. It's just that they're so invasive into your lives. Um, 
this also does a good job of not making the parents like dismissive honestly yeah. you know they're 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 it's a pretty believable family in the beginning yeah you know i i, I think... do i do take some issue with the fact they just got their son and then a scientist is just like hey can we take him for a couple days and they're like i, I guess so i'm like wait a week he he yeah. needs to a fucking well and I think you gotta, there is like a situation going on where i mean totally bizarrely he's been missing for eight years looks exactly like he did the day he went missing doesn't appear to have aged when everyone else has um so there may be some curiosity there but yeah i think i think probably you're you know let him sleep on it maybe or or recover a little bit or make a deal where like one of the parents stays with him while he's in the nasa facility because like there's been a lot of trauma for everybody here why would you just like give him up again and they never really like they, they haven't figured out where he's been or what's going on he has no memory of it so yeah. you know confining him again you know you start to think about it in real life terms like confining him might be a very traumatic thing to do since you know it, for all practical purposes you assume he's been confined in some way um, right like you can't yeah. like make the assumption that maybe he's blocked out some like horrific event potentially um yeah but holy fuck but, like, no anyway, tack to these specialists. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. <laughs> what actually happens in the movie is uh, they don't just consider any of that actually real-world kidnapping awful stuff. He's communicating telepathically with the spaceship, and... Uh, it's it, for science. Yeah, and the, the NASA <laughs> scientists are able to read his brain waves, and in his brain he's holding this, like, large amount of information. Basically, it's the star maps to get back to the planet called Phalon, uh, that's stored in the uh, additional gray matter in his cerebral cortex or whatever, the part of the brain that humans oh. don't use, which and actually answers... is not a scientifically true fact no. at all. So, like, <laughs> it, I like how, like, it it's a part of his subconscious that just answers questions against his will. Yeah. Like, totally rats him out every time. Like, where have you been? I don't know. Phalon! I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, you're really making me seem like I'm lying when I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to lie, but, yeah. How do you get to Phalon? I have no idea. Actually, here's our, the star 20 miles off the I-54. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's closer than I thought. So, the, 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 the ship, uh, which is technically a trimaxian drone ship from the planet phalon um but he he ends up shortening that to max later on when they get to be buddies but eventually calls him and uh we we have (laughs) another character played by a young sarah jessica parker who is his kind of like i don't know lays on between she brings him meals and i don't know what she does other than like wait on him she's almost like the wait staff for the nasa prison wing or something like that but She's like uh, the there's she's na- like the companion to the, the male robot. I, it yeah. doesn't really make much sense why but, both need to do the same job. If yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, so they're these little robots that bring food or run errands. Because I, I don't anyway. And, I don't know and, what it was. It obviously has clearance to get into the top secret areas because he's able to climb inside, and that's how he gets back to max. And yeah, I like how all these fucking help. engineers around yeah. them can't figure out like. Huh, the kid escaped. All we saw was the giant human-shaped robot leave his room. I don't fucking understand how he ever got out. <laughs> I just, I thought it was funny how, you know, they're trying to push all this technology and this new, you know, 
this is the 80s, like when we reviewed Space Camp, you know, NASA were kind of heroes around this time. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than just considered an expense. But <laughs> the idea of like, oh, well, we've got a robot that delivers your food. But he makes mistakes sometimes, so he needs a person to make sure he gets to where he needs to go. Yes, we call that a fucking cart. that's what it is cart you don't have to push is all you could remote control the cart whatever it's still a fucking cart (laughs) yeah not not the most impressive robot of 80s not really i think this one's this one's below like what was it binks in uh yeah (laughs) jinx below jinx Jinx in um space camp and and johnny five of course but yeah there is there is a moment that bothers me with sarah jessica park and the robot from rocky three oh there's four we don't talk about that robot i liked him (laughs) um but but sarah jessica parker's character i want to say she's probably like 16 17 she's a teenager yeah clearly Mm -hmm. like oh i just went to a concert with this is a tangent, but I I went to a concert with Twist's sister, uh, who she was actually it's a him, actually it's a they, and I'm like you have no idea how relevant that pronoun game actually is. To <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this could play today. <laughs> yeah, this could play today. Um, that's a side note. But going going back to her, like it's weird that a se- sixteen or seventeen year old, definitely older teen tells the 12 year old you're kind of cute it's weird in two different directions one he's kind of her senior if we're going off the age but also two he's 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 12 there's no good direction here what are you doing has anyone ever called you you're cute lady first off no teenage girl's gonna tell a 12 year old that shit unless there's something wrong but yeah, yeah it's just like oh, it was a no. weird line and kind of related to that old man i, <laughs> I... yeah I, I think in modern context it comes out creepy it may have been creepy even back then i don't i don't know from an adult perspective but yeah it, i i think from it's a, a weird like, line like a preteen boy it's like yeah the greatest but like as an adult like as, please don't. as the you know that's who the target audience is going to be target audience yeah. at the time yeah. it's a oh here you've got the the, the older fantasy. the older yeah. yep the older teen girl that you know she's going to help you out because she thinks you're cute like this, goonies yeah yep. yeah exactly exactly yep or what's her name uh the wendy pfefferman from the sandlot is that her oh anyway, yep yeah that the, too yeah <laughs> Yeah. Although that was yeah. Anyway, that that <laughs> went in a very different direction, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. So da- so David makes it back to Max. So we finally get the 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 crux of the and finds out that he's been programmed with all this stuff. So Max, he's actually Max's navigator. The ship, sentient ship Max, doesn't have any of its navigation. That's all been stored in David's head. So because he it got needs... a race when it crashed. Yeah, and it's like well, the power lines or whatever happened. Yeah, well, I made a backup because I just for the fun of it, for shits and giggles, threw a fucking space map in a twelve-year-old's brain just to see what would happen. He leaked, yeah. and so yeah. I threw him back in the woods. And, and, like that's legitimately the conversation. Yeah, and the, the, that's that's legitimately the way the story goes because Max pretty much admit, admits to kind of like he he goes and he finds species and he takes things, plants and animals from other planets, and like yeah. kind of 
does little experiments on them and takes them into deep space and sees what they can survive essentially is kind of what you get the um, but then he, he takes puts, them back to fame on right yeah. back to yeah. fame on and then travels back in time because of yeah i, I will say back that where they that came from i i am not an astronomer and i'm not an astrophysicist so like a lot of the the stuff they talk about in here obviously i don't i don't know how accurate it is but they do a good job of painting a fairly sciencey explanation you know what i mean yeah, like the light. Well, and it also explains like about how, how far away Phelan yeah. is, yeah. and like, and, yeah. and, and and relating time dilation to that. I'm like, okay, sure, all right. Well, let's. let's it roll was with like that. a legit patch. Yeah, I'm like, this yeah. is a whole plot of Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I know some of this checks out. You know, I don't know about yeah. all of it, but some of it, yeah, it's kind of cool. And then they do the whole like, oh, humans only use ten percent of their brain. Stupid thing. But yeah, here's a male robot. Overall, it it feels <laughs> like it's actually. You know, they they put some time and effort into it, and it's so, not it's not all science misses, right? Yeah. And you know, but then they get into the the kind of goofy stuff like okay, Max and and David need to mind meld. You know, yep. He has to do the mind meld to get the maps, star maps, and his Which, navigation stuff I, and back honestly, out of David's head. And honestly, I don't care how gimmicky it is or how non scientific it is. All of a sudden, we get Pee Wee Herman as the voice of this fucking ship, and it's everything. Yeah. It was Paul Rubens before this, but uh, it was, yeah, I know we it was. really get Pee Wee, so. which was <laughs> I had to pause and so rewind much. a little it's bit like, when I this realized is where things get fun. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, they really messed with Paul Rubens' voice," because I know he can do the, the the deep, but that's clearly like augmented. Mm. But yeah, the robotic version of the voice, I think, is yeah, yeah. You know, compliance. I might be compliance. I like that. Uh, I might be on an odd end here, but once it go, once Max becomes Pee Wee, I had a harder time. I didn't grow up with Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like for me, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like you. When you guys <laughs> earlier, you guys talked to me about like the weird shit that your kids watch on YouTube, where it's just like adults screaming. Mm-hmm. That was Pee Wee's Playhouse for your parents. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it, and like, as not grown up with it, and just like, yeah, I don't think I could hand. I like after a while, I'm like, I don't need this to be Pee Wee Herman so frequently, but I did get a chuckle where it when it starts getting kind of weird towards other people, like where he's parked at the fucking like Gator place, the gas, and that one. That's my favorite part. And yeah. it sticks its head out, <laughs> oh, oh. and it and it pretty much fat shames the traumatized dude yeah. that's standing outside. Yeah, like yes. really cruelly fat. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah. called him like pig or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And I'm just like good old, oh, good old eighties oh movies with some like really cruel fat shaming, but. Uh, um, but the whole the whole scene yeah. in that particular part was pretty funny. But uh, just like but but the whole pee wee after a while like certain things like your butthead. <laughs> I'm like oh uh, my that, god, honestly that, that <laughs> something bad happened to, to this computer. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll acknowledge I'm a diehard Pee Wee Herman Paul Rubens fan. It's an like, acquired oh, yeah, taste. Same here. I, it, um, uh, fair enough, but I I my god I would. That's on my list of like people I want to meet before I die. I want to meet Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens. <laughs> but just but here's the yeah, here's the thing. Not in a the theater, but here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Sorry. Um, the thing is, is like when this happens with the transfer, like I was instantly reminded of that scene in Men in Black where, like, you're not really like not everyone paid attention to the part where Kay's talking about like, like if the human mind is like an infectious disease, but because mm-hmm. Jay's doing some other shit, mm-hmm. I pay attention to that, and that was playing the whole yeah. time that that mind transfer happened and that corruption <laughs> happened. I'm like, this thing's gonna go back to its planet. And it's going to upload this personality, and it's going to destroy the entire civilization. Playing the peewees. It's going to turn into peewees. <laughs> um, and that's what all those alien creatures Gives a whole the new ship meaning are. to, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where my dark uh, fan fiction went uh, after that bit. But, where's that uh, Meat yeah, Canyon a... cartoon? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Max turns into Pee-wee, and uh, the, the the latter half of the movie does get a little bit, it gets a lot lighter-hearted, it also gets a little less cohesive, like it's kind of them just kind of jumping around. It's just a joy All ride. over the planet Earth, chasing around, which, which is cool, because they, especially cool, like, when I originally saw it when I was a kid, because that's when you get to see the cool special effects and and the cg in this compared to most cg that i remember from you know this early era it's not terrible like it actually like still kind of holds up um it's simple i think that's why it holds up and why it works but um a lot of this is where we get a lot of the special effects of the spaceship externals of the spaceship actually flying around you get this cool like kind of chrome reflection effect that actually still looks pretty decent yeah some of the Um, practical parts inside that ship when it does its transformation like you 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 know you can kind of tell like okay i know how that's doing what it does to make it look like what it like that it's an organic thing growing but it's still mm -hmm. like fun enough to watch where it's like this like even if i can see the strings they they hide it very well it's just like you just kind of guess what how this works but it is hidden quite well yeah it does a good Um, it's it's it was done well enough where looking back you accept the zipper you know what i mean you know yeah mm-hmm. i think there was a couple scenes and maybe it was even the puck marin or whatever it was called that that you could see some strings mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah but, the, there's times you can tell like cool. he's holding the puck marin it's clearly like an action figure it's not even a puppet. like it's like a little finger puppet yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just a thing he's holding and uh that little that's that was for the time that would have been really cute and you got to have a cute alien in the movie so fine it didn't yeah, bother my me God. but Can it didn't I do anything say, for me what's with all the brown alien cute brown alien things like why do they always have to be like was, a weird they're not really colorful or lively they're just like just an the, 80s thing yeah dull like aliens. no it honestly i think not to get off on a weird tangent, but I, on, that's a thing with any kind. Anytime you're reconstructing an organism you don't really know a lot about, people have a tendency to go with the drab colors. And I'm I'm, I'm going to nerd for just a brief second if you'll let go me. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> look at Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park movie. One of the only problems I really have with it is everything's like within the same very narrow spectrum of color. Yeah, very yeah. muted for the most part. Everything's and browns. Brown. Like some dull greens right but most of them it's like brown and if you look in the savannas today like yeah africa like mammals tend to be more like that but not reptiles not birds so if you're going to look at not life, even all mammals not even all mammals but mammals are more likely to be because most mammals are nocturnal so it makes more sense for them just to be simple colors 
difficult to, yeah. You know, birds yeah. and reptiles tend to be more active during the day, so being bright colors show off. So, you know, we think about this kind of stuff, it, it doesn't take much to put that into a movie when you're looking at alien life. You can do whatever you want. You you can... That's one thing I'll give James Cameron credit for with his Avatar movies, is he gets creative with the, you know, the species um mm-hmm. yeah. and and making them real and so i'm not going to pick on this movie legs. i, I i'm not I, I totally understand what you're talking about in this movie and i agree but i'm not going to pick on this movie for it personally just because no, it's they're just like a, far from the only one who does that well that's what yeah. i mean it's just like it's just that approach in general where it's just like god like cuz this is a kids film like yeah. you could you could go, go the silly. distance like fuck no. like star trek is only a few decades older like like and they fucking went nuts like it's just yeah. like why not continue with that I, like you literally have a giant eye they do have a giant eye a little more monster. i think <laughs> yeah. yeah i think they're like peewee's yeah. monster yeah <laughs> they're uh they're <laughs> little like menagerie of of things in there it was it was cool enough it was fun for the moment we saw it and it's really all it needed to be because this story doesn't really give us you know alien kind of life this always gets mentioned in the same breath as like et and um i was thinking of like what else did we watch in that vein and it was mac and me was the other one we watched oh god mac oh fuck (laughs) which is also although not really an example of a good movie certainly in the same vein or attempting to be as as this uh but yeah this one doesn't really have to do with um an alien you know sheltering an alien uh out, well, more of the the technology, the ship is the yeah, is the, the primary that's the focus. friendship. Yeah. So yeah, turns into like the a buddy comedy between the two of them and the kids. So, mm-hmm. but it is he checking off those those marks as a young kid with the sci fi like cool ship, uh, small animal alien companion, like, yeah. and you're the pilot and you're the adventurer and it's just like yeah, you're hitting the boxes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel yeah, like so. this was doing it before they were boxes. It's yeah, around the time when the boxes were forming. Yeah. It's yeah. 1986, so it's already... I mean, E.T. is already come and gone. I mean, that's a... Yeah, they make a reference it, to it, you know. When did Explorers yep. come out? Um, 85. question. That came out in yeah, 85, okay. so this actually came out before. And that definitely checks the boxes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an 85 movie, so... So maybe this this movie was mimicking then. Yeah. If this came yeah. after. So oh, they would have been made more, around the same time, actually. One more quick thing I wanted to get to because this in the last part of this movie it does kind of play with the concept of time travel. And we talked about how they, they talked about that in spatial distances and traveling light years and, and, mm-hmm. and how, you know, Max always puts creatures back in time. Um when he returns them to their place, but he can't do that with a human because they couldn't survive, which they don't go deep into why that is, why the other living creatures can. Uh, maybe it's their intelligence. Does humans leak? But man, yeah, they <laughs> like, leak. Yeah, that's right. They uh, leak. Don't um, even know what the fuck that means. So, by the way, no idea. Eventually, we get like, we, did he piss he, himself? Max, like what? <laughs> Max talks David. That's or, what I put a uh, put around. a space Dave, map in this twelve-year-old's head, and he just pissed himself. So I threw him back <laughs> outside. <laughs> it's like David talks Max into taking him back his eight years to the to that night instead yeah. of you know staying with his family. It's like, um, I'd rather risk my which, life than continue going forward. <laughs> which gives us that nice, like, Disney-fied happy ending. However, 
when you start playing with time travel, you have to start thinking of like what different timelines and what happens to characters. And, and we just, you know, developed a, a set of characters of, of the future parents and brother who just got their kid and brother back and then had him plucked back out of their lives. So yeah. where, where do we, where do we play with that? And the, the, the concept of time travel, like do, a, are these, are these divergent timelines? Do they continue to point, exist yeah. and have lost their kid again? Yeah, or do they blink, just... do they blink out of existence when he goes back to you know the point where uh, he which both of both of them are pretty terrible endings for that group of people. Um, well, if you go off of like the 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 Avengers Endgame, all like all you're doing is creating new branches. So technically, mm-hmm. he gets taken from his parents and he's dropped back off, but he doesn't time travel. That's still that one timeline where you have the traumatized parents. It, all yeah. he does is go to a different fucking timeline. So that timeline is just trauma, and the other one's just like, oh, I'm gonna start it again. But this time, I, I know there's a twisted sister in the future. I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> he's not as, really gonna spoil much in the future. But as as uh, was it David? Uh, as one of my favorite Austin Powers characters, Basil Exposition once said, uh, "Best if you just don't think about that." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so, anyway, David gets back to his time. Max gets back to, uh, we assume, gets back to Phelan. Turns out oh, we everyone yeah. has a happy, happy ending, so. Um, Did you guys want to see it. my one-eyed monster? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know that joke was made earlier, but again, like it has to be done in the voice. Uh, it's, it's a good one. Uh, Kiwi's one-eyed hey, monster. Hey, I'll give him credit. When all that shit happened, he got caught in the theater and all that a few months later. He showed up. I think it was at the MTV Awards VMAs, or something. I the think, VMAs yeah. Yeah. as Pee Wee, and the first thing he said when he got up to the podium was, "You guys heard any good jokes lately?" <laughs> I was like, this "Guy's awesome." <laughs> um, I thought he said, "Did you yeah, guys so... see any good movies lately?" No, I was think it was jokes? heard heard any good jokes lately because there jokes. were okay. so many so jokes she, about she it. The movie yeah, Pee Wee jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the movie. Yeah, so I guess unless you guys have anything else, uh, no, this absolutely. Is a good time of any to kind of wrap up, final thoughts, and give this thing a grade. If, uh... Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna be pretty short and straight to the point here. The the movie, like the first part of it, kind of introduces a pretty interesting narrative. But halfway through, once he gets into the ship, it's just the kid do a joyride. And so I feel like the narrative kind of like whatever it was building just dropped it all until the last bit where it's like, I'm just going to go back in time because this isn't my time. And I'm like, what's this fucking mean? And then like everything sets out fine. It gets the Disney ending. Um, but I can it essentially it comes down to this like, you know, I, I do think it's a f- fun sci-fi uh, joyride for kids and families and shit, especially around this time. But it's it's nothing too deep uh, story wise. Um, I think like not growing up with this or not seeing it as a kid, it's just kind of like a okay, and then you just kind of carry on. Unless um, it was hard for me to really get much into this. I don't hate it. I just don't really feel much for it. So um, uh, I can appreciate if this is something that somebody really it really cemented something like we all have that thing uh this just wasn't one of them for me so it kind of uh, i'll give it a b minus to be nice um but it's uh, it's just not that interesting for me uh, i i had 
a enjoyable experience with this one. Um, I, I feel like I should have seen this. I, this is one that I'm going to kick myself for not enjoying more when I was mm. a kid. I think I really, yeah. really would have been impressed with this as a kid. It would have had a big impact on me. But for some reason, Same. I just would yeah. flip past it. But I really enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Um, it's, it's not a perfect story, but it's smarter than I expected it to be. And I feel like it actually some more you know thought was put into it than I expected. Um, <clears throat> for a, a bunch of movies that came out around this time, you know, we mentioned things like Explorers and, and so on. Um, th- this one does kind of play with some darker themes, which I appreciate. This is a, a time that you'd, you'd see that in a kid's movie. And that's something we don't see a lot anymore, especially a Disney movie. One that is willing to have the Walt Disney Presents logo on it, you know, so not counting the Marvel stuff. Um, yeah. You know. And and the, the use of, of cutting-edge special effects. This is when Disney was still doing some pretty cool, innovative stuff with filmmaking. Um, and I, I kick myself for not having this one is in my life earlier than when it is. But, yeah, I actually really enjoyed this one. I'm actually going to give it an A-. minus. Hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I Watching this again, I have to attempt to kind of separate it from, like, the nostalgia. Because it, it was... And I, I couldn't tell you how many times I saw Flight of the Navigator as a kid. But it, it just guessing on the familiarity of, like, down to the, like, minutia of scenes in it, I had to have seen it many times. So, um kind of separating from that i actually think it holds up better than some of the other 80s kind of like family movies or sci-fi things um and i put this more in the category of family films it's not serious sci-fi but i was impressed by the the fact that like like you said like it's it's a fairly smart movie at least it has a smart premise i'm not sure it delivers on all of those promises that it sets up because uh i also see what ryan's saying where it's it's a bit it's a bit two different movies for the first half is kind of it's more serious more sciencey kind of sets up some stuff that it doesn't really deliver on everything it just kind of gives you a joyride at the end but then again the joyride's fun as well so it's got that um kind of two different aspects to it but i don't know like overall coming back to something that i hadn't seen in so many years and not really knowing what to expect from it i had a lot of fun watching it i think it was still a you know decent family sci-fi film I'm not sure it's quite the right pace, uh, you know, or like modern movie enough that I would show this to my kids yet. Maybe in a couple years, I think they might be appreciate this one. Um, but but I think it it, it holds get them up now quickly. while you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, I think it's it's not a perfect movie, but it, honestly, I I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as rewatching it as much as I did, and so I think I'd I'd be right around there too. I think maybe a B plus I'd give this one. Um, not perfect. I. I'm not sure how I feel about uh, the. I tried to be like uh, subjective about the uh, the Pee Wee stuff because I absolutely loved it and I thought it was hilarious being a fan of, of Pee Wee growing up with Pee Wee. Like Ryan said, not having that context, I'm not sure what I would think about Max all of a sudden, you know, talking in the Pee Wee voice and <laughs> calling people buttheads and like, um, but. You know, it it was fun for what it was. It very eighties decision. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with a B B plus on this one. I think it's a, a solid, solid Disney 
uh, family film from from this era. So, uh, I'll, I'll, fair enough. I will openly admit that if this was not Paul Rubens doing the voice of Max, this would have been a solid B. <laughs> I'll admit, yeah. I'll admit the bias. Yeah. Like, oh, once there I recognized Pee Wee, I was like, my head cannon <laughs> is already like in full motion. <laughs> like, and, this is literally Pee Wee Herman as a spaceship. All right, we're good. <laughs> and it is a legitly cool spaceship. It is. It was fairly. Yeah. It like totally worth people's fantasies. Yeah. But we Very would much. also absolutely love to hear what any of our listeners think of Flight of the Navigator. Is this a movie that you grew up with and have some, uh, you know, positive, negative, or mediocre memories of? Or is this something that maybe, like us, or two of us at least, that you had heard of but never really bothered to see before? Uh, please feel free to uh, share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on our main Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook and Instagram pages. If you'll write it, you'll, we will read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, just gave a revamp to the old Patreon page, and we'd like you as more than ever to uh, come and sign up. It is now the Video Junkyard Podcast $1 Club, and that is all the perks for everything for just a buck. I'd buy that for a dollar. $1 a month gets you uh, votes on everything that we uh, watch on the show. Uh, also gets you some con- or exclusive content many times a year, as well as... Uh, a video version of uh, the show, which will only be available to Patreon or Patreon patrons. Um, all of that for just one dollar, and every dollar that is donated helps us to produce more podcasts. Goes right back into uh, hosting costs and uh, making more of these podcasts that we all love so much. You know what they um, say? One dollar yeah, makes you holler. So, <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, so if yeah, that sells uh, it. Check yeah. <laughs> check that out at Patreon.com/slash Video Junkyard Podcast. And speaking of great stuff. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to check out Battle Beyond the Stars, Romancing the Stone, uh, Tremors, City of the Living Dead, and then somewhere in there, uh, we're going to do a, a Razzie special as well. We're deciding which one of the five uh, Golden Raspberry nominated films that uh, we would, we're would going to watch. But uh, if you have any input on that, let us know. The old uh, razzle-dazzle. Yeah. yeah. And I hope you'll all come back and join us for <clears throat> any or all of those shows, Vincent. And we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. And if so, please feel free to share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Miracle Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. Ending it with a quote from Max himself going, See you later, Navigator! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast on Twitter at videojunkpod and on Instagram as videojunkyardpodcast all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.